Fire Podcast. My name is Nathan Jackson. I'm the sports editor here at the UV Review. I'm here with Nathan Farmer, one of our senior staff writers. Nathan, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Happy to be here as always. Uh, very excited to talk about this past week of uh, UVU sports. And we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. First on the docket, UVU men's basketball coach Mark Madsen just signed a new five-year extension. The former Laker helped guide the Wolverines to just their second WAC title in program history. And the team has high hopes going into next season, looking to make their first NCAA tournament berth. Uh, yeah, I, there, I feel like there's definitely some expectation that the program was going to dip a little bit after Mark Pope left uh, to go coach at BYU. Um, but I think that definitely hasn't been the case. I mean, granted, they still haven't uh, found that pinnacle achievement, winning the conference tournament and making the NCAA tournament. But they've definitely been trending in that direction the last few seasons. When the team played really well last season, especially in that conference tournament, I think they just had a cold night uh, in that game uh, in the semifinals of the WAC tournament. But I think that they definitely have the depth and they have the talent to be able to quench that number one overall seed and make that NCAA tournament appearance. Yeah, we we talked about this a little bit last week as well, but I mean, they're, they're returning lots of good players, especially Fardaz Imac, the WAC player of the year, defensive player of the year, as well as adding uh, quality players like Connor Harding transfer from BYU. He's a great defender, a great uh, three point shooter as well. Um, so I, I think they're definitely positioned well to uh, have some good success here this coming season. And with Mark Madsen around, I mean, you have NBA experience. You play with, two of arguably the greatest players in history um, with Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. And to have that professional experience for these players, it's got to be exciting to be able to learn from him and uh, learn the ropes about how to get to the next level. Yeah, especially I mean, especially for a guy like Fardas Imac, who is, like last season had a, such a great, tremendous breakout year. I'm sure uh, Coach Madsen had a great deal to do with that. Um, and I'm sure he's just he's only going to get better this season as well. Mm-hmm. Next, let's look at volleyball. They dropped both of their matches this past week against GCU and New Mexico State. In their matchup against New Mexico State, they were very much in it for most of the match. However, they couldn't seem to just close out sets. They did, however, break the Aggies' 19-set winning streak and a remarkable 26-set streak without trailing a set. So when UVU took that 1-0 lead in the second set, that broke that 26 set streak, which Nathan, that's honestly insane. I've never heard of a streak like that to be able to lead for that many matches consecutively. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's insane. Yeah. I've never heard of anything like that either. It's honestly kind of mind boggling how they could go that long without not even trailing a set. I mean, it's one thing to win a bunch of sets in a row and it all depends on who you're playing against, honestly. But, um, just to not trail, I mean, that just shows how dominant of a team you are. And I think that UVU showed that they can hang with that New Mexico State team, but that was a talented team. Kazna Tunabasa, again, had a remarkable game. She had 16 kills, and she's now only 21 kills away from moving up to third spot all-time on the kill list at UVU. In their matchup against GCU, the Wolverines just couldn't close out sets as well. Uh, they traded sets back and forth with GCU. Uh, between the first and fourth sets, and then this fifth set, they narrowly lost by two points. Yeah, that's that's just absolutely brutal. I mean, you can't 
lose a match any closer. Like literally, you can't lose a match any yeah, closer. I mean, going five sets, losing by two points in the final set too. I mean, that's that's just brutal. But I think it it shows that. I mean, it's been a rough stretch for the volleyball team. They lost three straight going back to their uh, game against BYU last Saturday. Um, but I, mean, I think it just shows that they can hang with just about anybody, but they they still just need to work on some things to just be able to close out sets and be able to end up winning these close matches instead of losing them. Yeah, and I mean, sitting at five and eight, they could easily be sitting at eight and five. Yeah. I mean, with the amount of close matches they've had where they just narrowly, narrowly lose. And I mean, to lose in five sets in general, like that's just so defeating, especially when it's happened multiple times this season. Looking back, like they've lost a five-set match against Weber State, Arizona State, and then they've also won a couple of close matches against Hawaii and UC Davis in five sets. So, I mean, even there, they could be 3-10 and ten if they hadn't closed out those close matches too, or they could be 7-10. and six or whatever the math would be on that so i mean it's just like those close matches it's it can go either way and hopefully they can start getting better results out of those and as a coach what do you tell your team when you kind of have that consecutive those consecutive close losses like what do you tell your team when you get to crunch time and the next times to make sure that you can come out on top Uh, i think you just try to work on your mental toughness i mean you just try and be resilient try not to let little things get to you. I mean, it's easy to, in any sport, let like a mistake compound into something bigger and it just snowballs into dropping five points in a row. Like mm-hmm. I think you were saying, you were saying before the, in New Mexico state. Yeah. They were up 23 to 17 and ended up losing 26, 24. So, I mean, that's just like, yeah, it's exactly like I was saying, like just having that mental toughness to like not let, it get in your head like, oh crap! These guys are—they're gaining some momentum. Like, just stick to your game plan and stay, um, stay focused on, on what you can control. Is definitely what I would say, yeah. coach would say, for sure. Uh, moving on to women's soccer, they had a pair of matches this week. Uh, the first against Grand Canyon was a zero-zero tie. I guess I should say nil-nil since it's soccer, but they tied in double overtime on Thursday against Grand Canyon to open whack play. Uh, that was I was there for both games this week, and that game against Grand Canyon, despite the scoreline, it was uh, a pretty fun atmosphere. They had it was kids like elementary school kids day or whatever, and they had probably about 500 kids. Oh, wow. uh, sitting in the stands and um, at halftime the whoever was in charge of the music played uh, Baby Shark Old Town Road <laughs> and then YMCA and it was such a it was so funny to watch the kids get into the into the music and everything not much to talk about in that game on Thursday uh, uh, Brooklyn Nielsen she had, I believe she had five saves in that match, uh, she definitely was a crucial part in keeping that game scoreless. And then uh, the game on Saturday against New Mexico State, uh, the homecoming match, uh, throws that giant 80-shaped cake, I swear. I I don't know if it got posted in the picture for the story on... I did not see the picture of the cake. I was not able to find okay. one. But I... 
am interested to see if we can find something like that. Yeah, because it was absolutely giant. I it was probably about like it was like two to three feet by about like four to five feet. It was huge. Did they let the uh, the audience participate in? consumption of the cake i no they they didn't end up eating the cake like they just it was so i got there probably about like half hour 45 minutes before the game and it was sitting on the one of the tables in the media area and they brought it out for the halftime uh photo op with president Tuminez and everybody and then they brought it back and then they didn't do anything. Like I wonder if it was even just like one of those fake cakes for show. I'm, like I'm sure it was. Yeah. I'm sure it was, That's honestly. So <laughs> um, anyways, back to the back to back sports. To sports. <laughs> um, uh, Wolverines totally dominated the Aggies on that in that game on Saturday. Uh, the Aggies didn't really have didn't really get anything going offensively. And that's kind of been the story for uh, the Wolverines, especially at home. Um, I mentioned in my story for the game on Saturday, it's now been, I believe, 374 minutes since they allowed a goal at home. That's like uh, four matches going back to the game against USC. So now that they've, uh, I don't believe they have another home game this week. Uh, So that means they went the entire month of September with allowing without allowing a goal at home, which is honestly is very impressive. Honestly, they're definitely taking advantage of that home court or that home field. Sorry, I gotta correct myself when I talk about soccer. Uh, so, do you think it's more of the crowd, the atmosphere, or do you think that they just uh, are just playing better when they don't have to travel? Um, I think I think it's common. I would say it's definitely a combination of just being in familiar surroundings. And then also having that home crowd behind you. Yeah, for sure. Like it's kind of an electrifying atmosphere when you're at home and you make a play or you score a goal and then the entire crowd erupts versus like you kind of hear that like hush silence over the crowd when you do it on the road. I mean, there's a more, it's satisfying both ways, but I think that it's an energizer when you have that home crowd. Yeah, for sure. Especially that home game on Saturday. I mean, the, the den was out in full force, especially since it was homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little disappointing. UVU had like I think it was either two or three goals disallowed for offsides, oh. and so the but everybody started celebrating before they just see the ball go in the back of the net and they shoot off these like I don't even know what they are. They shoot off powder uh-huh. that goes in the air and then they throw streamers everywhere and then it yeah, just gets chalk. Yeah, something, but it's they uh, they got to work on celebrating prematurely the student section. So. <laughs> oh I, no, it's I can I it gives me shades of that uh, BYU Utah game that one year when oh, the, yeah. the U fans stormed the field. It's like three times, three times, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Premature celebration by yeah. the fans. Um, and Sydney Bushman was also named the WAC Defensive Player of the Week last week, so that was a pretty impressive as well. Yeah, I mean she. Um, she was also getting involved in the offense. I mean, she helped set up um, what could have been a scoring opportunity um, really early on in that New Mexico State game. She had a great pass that um, to, I believe it was Brianna Duval, who ended up getting taken down by the goalkeeper inside the penalty area. But, um, but yeah, she's that UVU defense has been lights out pretty much this entire season. Even, um, I mean, that road trip to 
Oklahoma and Alabama aside where they, I think they gave up seven goals in the last two matches, but like even their, their road games outside of that road trip have been, they've been very solid. Um, And that was a tough spin against Oklahoma and Alabama. I mean, they gave up three goals against Alabama, I believe in two goals against Oklahoma, but uh, the offense just wasn't working to full capacity. I feel like, and when your offense is not controlling the pace, the other team's going to get a whole lot more shots off, and then you're going to have a whole lot more chances for the defense to lapse. Yeah, and I was, I'm just looking at the schedule um, so far this season, and they've had six shutouts out of their 11 games, which is definitely mm-hmm. very good. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think the defense has definitely performed up to standard this season, even more so than surpassing expectations mm-hmm. moving on to men's soccer they beat dixie state in a come from behind victory two to one on saturday evans arma scored both goals in the 72nd and 81st minutes to give the team the lead yeah and honestly evans i feel like he is a very interesting story i don't know too much about him but just by looking at his bio i think he's definitely somebody that would be interesting to have in maybe not for Possibly for an interview on the podcast, uh-huh. but maybe just for a future story. Because he, uh, he's from Accra, Ghana, and then he, I believe, he came here to play soccer for uh, like a Division two school okay. out in Illinois or Indiana, and then he transferred here to to UVU. Uh, I believe, I believe as a grad transfer. I know he's a senior, so I'm not sure if he's, um, if this is his like fifth year or whatever, but. Um, Definitely seems like an interesting guy, and would be. I think he's a, be an interesting guy to get to know more about for sure. Well, Evans, if you're listening, feel free to come down to the UBU review, and we will be happy to interview you. <laughs> uh, moving on to golf, the men's golf team finished third overall last week at the Colorado State Rams Masters up in Fort Collins, Colorado. It's their best finish of the season to date. Brady McKinley finished fifth, and Jake Bryson finished ninth to lead the Wolverines to that third-place finish. Women's golf, uh, they finished 16th at the Coeur d'Alene Invitational last week. Their next tournament is in two weeks at the Pat Lesser Harbottle Invitational in Washington, and that's hosted by Seattle University. Leighton Shosted and Lauren Taylor from the women's golf team both qualified for the U.S. Women's Four-Ball Championship, uh, so congratulations to them. I'm glad you uh, covered that section because there was a lot of things I would have mispronounced. <laughs> Coeur d'Alene, Colorado State Rams Masters. That's just it's, a mouthful. It's a, it's a tongue, tongue twister. <laughs> I think with golf, there is uh, definitely, I wouldn't say like fancier, but more complex uh, terminology. Invitational yeah. tournament. Yeah. Colorado. <laughs> Speaking of invitational, the men's and women's cross-country teams competed at the Idaho State Open. The men's team finished second. With a second place finish from Haptamu Cheney, and the women's team finished third with a third place finish from Zoe Hales. The Wolverines had a number of runners sit out this race and still managed to perform well across the board. Yeah, I think that definitely speaks to the depth of the program right there. Mm-hmm. They've definitely been an up and coming program here at UVU the yep. last few years. To be able to have runners sit out and still have top five finishers on both sides and finish on the podium mm-hmm. can't do any better than that. Yeah. Moving on to some news and notes, the uh, UVU wrestling team announced their 2021-22 schedule this past week. 
Uh, their first meet is November 7th, and the team is returning both of their All-America finishers, Taylor Lamont and Demetrius Romero, as well as their other two NCAA qualifiers, Ty Smith and Cameron Hunsaker. You see, yesterday on Instagram, Fardos Amac posted on his story that he dropped from a double XL to a regular large since last season. That's scary. That is insane. If I'm any of the teams in the WAC, I would be look out worried over <laughs> because the NCAA's leading rebounder has now slimmed down to the point where he is agile and mobile. So we'll see if he can continue to hold that rebounding dominance while losing that weight. But I think that going to, turning into a stretch five, being able to shoot that three ball. I know he told Bridger that he's trying to shoot 42% from three this season. That's his goal. So if he's able to do that, I mean, this Wolverine team has a high ceiling. Yeah, sure. I mean, 42%, that's pretty That's pretty lofty expectations. But I think that's, it, that's good even for a guard standard. Seriously, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, gosh, going down from a double XL to a large in basically six months. I mean, that's basically since... Yeah, that's Big Man has been putting in work this offseason. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Looks like he's ready to have a career year. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, be sure to check out our work on the UV Review or check out Nathan on Twitter. Your handle is? Uh, my Twitter handle is at NLFarmer1. My Twitter handle is NathanJ131. Also, keep a lookout for more UVU sports in this upcoming week. And we'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.